My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. Today, chatting to us is the CEO of the Timbisa Hospital, Dr. Likopane Mohaladi. A very good morning to you. Good morning, Kanye. It's an absolute pleasure to be uh, chatting to you this morning. Before we get into the work that you do at the Tembesa Hospital, let's find out from you, what is your daily get-up-and-go, that morning routine that gets you up and going each day? Yes, Tanya, uh, every day I wake up at 4 o'clock, prepare to go to the gym. I start by the gym at 5 o'clock. As we are speaking right now, I'm on my way to the gym to do the, my daily workouts, and from there I'll actually be moving straight to work. How important, how important is it for you, you know, to start your day with a good, solid workout? Uh, it's very, very important, Kanye, in the sense that if, uh, you know, the kind of actually strenuous job that we do, particularly in the public health sector, with all the stakeholders involved, it's very critical that one must keep fit all the time and ensure that his mind is fresh, the body is physically strong to be able to sustain not only the emotional pressure that we do, but the physical strain that goes with the emotional uh, factors that actually happen within the healthcare space. You must remember that within healthcare space, you deal with all kinds of people. Some lose their lives because of the unfortunate outcome of a disease. Some actually are getting better outcomes. Some are complaining. So you must always be on the alert. Hence the need to keep your body fit all the time. You are in the public health care sector and you are the CEO of uh, the Tembisa Hospital. Perhaps give us a little bit of a history of the Tembisa Hospital. When was it built and how many residents is it catering for? Well, uh, Tembisa Hospital was established in 1972. It was opened in 1972. And if you look at where it's situated, there was actually no hospital view there. It was actually for the small community of the then Tembisa country. But it has actually since actually, the township has since grown. I mean, uh, uh, according to the last census, official census, Tembisa is the second biggest township in South Africa after Soweto. Uh, by implication, meaning that in terms of service outputs, the hospital is at the second uh, only to actually Krisadi Paragwana in the country. And I can say that for a fact that in terms of the number of deliveries, Tembisa Hospital delivers the second number of babies in the country after Krisani Paragonas. But we are an 840-bedded hospital, uh, which we have grown from the limited beds that we have. But we are the only hospital in the area, serving the whole catchment area, which is actually an audited number of estimated about 2.5 million. Mm. If you look at Tembisa currently and Tembisa in the past, You've got areas like Pumulong, you've got Ivory, you've got Ebony, you've got Hospital View, you've got California. There are so many other settlements that are much roomy. So the pressure or the need for service from the hospital has been growing uh, since uh, the time it was actually built. Now, in terms of uh, just leading the hospital as a CEO, what does your daily uh, routine look like in terms of your day-to-day duties, which I would assume, uh, you know, as uh, also uh, is not only just, you know, taking care of your staff, your doctors and your nurses, but also on a more strategic level, just ensuring that the hospital is running smoothly. Talk to us about what, uh, you know, being a CEO is all about on a day-to-day basis. 
some of your biggest challenges in the Tembisa hospital just in terms of um, running the actual hospital you know for some it may be the beds themselves for others it's medical supplies for others it's shortage of uh, specialist doctors you know there there may be a myriad of uh, you know challenges that you have but at Tembisa hospital particularly what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing? Our, our, our very, very serious critical challenge is that we're the only hospital serving that actually population I earlier alluded about. And we do not have a down referral hospital. We do not have a district hospital. We do not have a regional hospital where we can down refer to patients. And you must actually expect that the burden of disease has actually increased. Uh, with the kind number of wards that we have, we have actually got limited actually number of beds. And then what we usually do, we even procure what you call foldable beds, where we actually put patients on those beds because we are always actually overflowing. I mean, our hospital utilization rate is higher because of the demand. And uh, over and above that, as we try to actually plead with our community and our patients to try to refer them to hospitals like uh, Charlie District, some to Eden Bay, they legitimately inform us that we do not have the resources enough to uh, regularly go and visit our loved ones in those hospitals. So we'll rather actually compromise and let them sleep on foldable beds. And where there's no space, you actually put the mattresses down on the floor so that they could actually sleep. But also the other thing which you actually noted, St. Lisa Hospital was graded into a tertiary hospital in 2012, but there was no subsequent realignment of the staff allocation with regard to that actually service take. Uh, so we do actually have that category of a tertiary hospital uh, mandate, but there's no uh, uh, accompanying what you call actually staff allocation to meet that service expectation. So we are in a very, very critical uh, situation. But what we do during this process is try to motivate staff and actually optimize our care to ensure that we do the best possible as we can. And if you remember, there was an article in the season on Friday, uh, which actually clearly used our hospital as an example that we use a lot of overtime. We try to actually ensure that 
our staff actually go beyond the call of duty. Mm. That impacting on us in terms of absenteeism because some of them through fatigue they get sick and they do not actually come to work. Mm. Now, do you uh, think that uh, Dr. Elias Mutsualedi and his team there at the Department of Health is providing enough uh, support for the public health care sectors uh, to deal with the challenges that you've just mentioned? Yes, we, 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 I think, I think, I think, I think I need the, 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 we, we need to appreciate the efforts done by our principals from national to actually the provincial level. We need to actually appreciate that. I know most of the time when somebody is under crisis, you actually uh, feel the temptation just to criticize. But understanding the fact that the budgetary constraints that have actually come to us as a result of actually the, 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 the declining the economic uh, situation is actually impacting on the health outcome. And we have engaged not only with national, we have engaged with the provincial with a view of actually starting a strategic move towards actually allocating the necessary resources to this. And I have to be very, very honest with you. They've been very, very uh, positive to our, actually our interaction. Mm. And let's talk about the quality of life and how that affects health. You know, when people are struggling to get the proper nutrition, the proper food, have access, you know, to all the fruits, the vegetables, the, you know, the proteins, everything that they need to live a a better life. You know, how does that, you know, impact uh, their health and in terms of, you know, the increase in the number of people that are coming through the hospital and that they have ailments which could have been prevented with better nutrition and better health. Yes, I, I mean, you, you are correct, Kanye. You one needs not look uh, further than the number of actually lifestyle diseases that we actually are managing in the hospital. This is like your hypertension, your diabetes, which could be better managed if ever we had actually uh, were having good lifestyle uh, processes outside there in the community. But, I mean, like, we have got the health promotion aspect, which is actually managed at provincial level and at district level. We continuously actually have those people going into the community articulating the need for better lifestyle, to actually eat properly, have vegetables, and actually a lot of unrefined food so that you could actually uh, complement to our health. So there are always actually all those efforts which are done through the health promotion unit. Uh, but at the hospital level, we are more of a curative type. But we do have a unit when patients are in the hospital, where in the morning, especially in the outpatient department, the diabetic clinic, we have got unnecessarily doing health promotion, teaching them the importance of eating, the importance of training, everything. I mean, if you watch them doing those rounds in the morning, you will think that they are actually kindergarten uh, people. But it is very, very interesting. Mm. Finer things that tend to stimulate interest in one's life what's what inspires you in terms of your own inspiration as you know a human being as somebody who's in the health sector as a doctor working with patients day in day out what inspires me is when a when a mother comes to me and actually pointed the child and say had it not been through your intervention as a hospital this child would not be alive what further inspires me is when an employee comes to me and said, because you have actually created a space of openness and actually transparency within the working within the working environment, 
I am able to effectively give the necessary output. Mm. Because when you are a CEO, when you are a CEO, you are just a driver, you are just a conductor. You are like actually a mini conductor. But then voices will be coming out from the choir. And when actually they actually are doing their work, the melodiousness of the output of their work is like that of music. And when they understand and love what they're doing, that to me is actually one of the best inspiration ever. Because I know very well that wherever I am, I can trust them in my absence to actually ensure that they do the best possible service to those that they know. Because I always say to them, the best service you give is to give service to the people you don't know because you are giving service to God. And this is actually what inspires me. A, a, a malleable or compliant employee, a very, very effective employee, and a patient that tends to show you the product of your intervention that you are never part of or you have almost completely forgotten. In terms of leadership, what does leadership mean to you? Leadership is actually, uh, you know, you know, there are so many books about leadership. But uh, in, uh, I don't know if you know, but we say uh, you lead by the, you, you have to lead to be led. If you are a leader and actually you believe that the, 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 the prescription of leadership is your sole discretion, that's not leadership. You lead as far as the people that you lead and allow them to actually inform you about some of the things that they want to actually uh, do, so that you could actually even lead them better. You lead along with the people. And to me, leadership is about taking responsibilities when things go wrong and actually letting the people celebrate the successes. You take the backseat when the successes are celebrated. But when challenges are going there, you show yourself and say, I am going to be there to be accountable for all those actually misdemeanors that may have gone wrong. But when people celebrate, you show that you celebrate with them, they are the ones to express that celebratory mood, not you, because you were just conducting that process of actually a leadership mandate. Wonderful. Thank you so much for, for joining us this uh, morning, uh, Dr. Likopane Mohaladi. And are you on social media? How do our listeners connect with you? Yeah, well, Tembisa Hospital is on social media. You will just check us on Facebook, Tembisa Hospital. We also on uh, 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 Twitter, Tembisa Hospital, and we have got a very vibrant choir. I hope you would actually play some of our songs. One song for us is dedicated to the President Ramaphosa, which is Tumamina. We 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 let our staff through wellness program involving various other projects. So we we are there in the social media space. Thank you so much for being with us. That was Dr. Likopane Mukhaladi, the CEO of the Tembisa Hospital. Nine minutes before five o'clock. Here's this new day.